following presentation is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information about Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. This presentation also contains adult language and adult themes.
Good evening and welcome to this edition of Alpha Geek Radio, this time with a special guest co-host. Octails, say hi to the nice people on the interwebs. Vegas, baby, Vegas! You think we can get there by midnight? Honey, we're going to be up 500 by midnight. Ah! <laughs> so yeah, you're uh, you're getting on the airplane tomorrow, I hear. I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. Back again. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully by about Tuesday next away. week. Yeah, that's bad. Hopefully by about Tuesday of next week. Or yeah, Tuesday of next week, I'm going to be a millionaire. So um, then cool. I don't know when I'll. I can, yeah, well, you know, here's hoping, right? Remember, you know, save me my cut. Yeah, of course, I, of course. Or else I mail the special envelope. The special envelope, the retro. The you don't don't push the button if I become a millionaire, please. Please don't push the button. I will decide if I will push the button based on my own criteria. Thank you very much. No! Yes! I am a god! Eh, what is that? No. These yeah. end up being god more often than not. And Bad number. Sevens go away. On the video, on the video wall, he's holding up his special Vegas dice. My Plaza Hotel and Casino, Las Vegas, Nevada. Ooh, Las Vegas, yeah, baby. yeah. So here, can we do some schooling? Is it okay to be informative on this show, or can I only be entertaining? Oh. No, you damn right. You school. You go, boy. Oh, rock on. Okay, so. Uh, craps dice, and this is in fact an official casino craps dice. Uh, again, from the Plaza Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. But the way you can tell that is, I don't know if you can see this on the video wall, but there's a little ring stamped right in the middle of this four here. So you see that? Okay. See that. So everybody in the video wall can see that. But that's what they do to mark, like cutting the corners off of cards when they're done using them in the uh, in Yield Casino. So they mark this thing. Okay. So this. Craps dice. Whoops. There it is in the video wall. Okay, mm -hmm. now I'm going to put up an assorted set of other dice now. And you All can D6. see that guy there, right? A D6. There's another one. Whoops. Hand in the way. There's another one right there. And here's another one right here. Again, all different types of D6. Now, the thing that you'll notice, if you put these two side by side, and I'm not going to try and do it because I've already had uh, too much to operate a computer, apparently. What? Grey Goose is good. But if yeah, you'll baby. notice here on the on the corners, uh, right there, the corners on Craps Dice are very, very sharp. Very precisely sharp. Corners, corners on this D6, for example, are quite rounded. Mm -hmm. I can hold it steady enough for you to see. And even this one, again, a very rounded edge corner on that die. And even uh, one of these red guys. Again, the, the corners, the edges are rounded a little bit. So that's the big difference. Yes, you'll know, uh, you'll know a crap die when you touch it because they're real sharp. And they hurt your Especially hands. You can tell from the smell, but it's a whole other, you know, put on bump kind of a moment. Oh! <laughs> oh, see what I did there! Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I was cracking my brain after the quickening that was just a mm -hmm. little bit ago on the Emperor's Court to come up yes. with something half as offensive. 
I failed. <laughs> no, I, let's let's um let's not, shall we? I'd rather like not empty the video wall and drive everyone permanently away from our website. It's just this crazy See, it's this, mission that I have. This is part of my ethnically diverse fuzzy stack of dice. It's I'm another another one of another color. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you're anyway, not. I'm only serious. I'm only serious. So you're heading for you're you're kind of the uh, vanguard heading for Vegas this week. I'll be following yeah. much later in the week. Uh, Doc yes. Dad, you said will be joining you on uh, Monday. Monday, he is uh, finishing up his work week, and I think that ends at seven p.m. Sunday night. And then he is getting on a jet plane Monday. He will join me at Excalibur on the Vegas Strip in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. And. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and shenanigans will commence from there. We'll yeah, we're, we're kind of giving you a preview of of the um, infantile hijinks that will be ensuing to a much larger extent once we're actually together in Vegas instead of merely on a Skype yes. connection. Um, yes, I predict uh, an, another assortment of uh, innocuous clear liquids in our future, uh, just because it's that baby. It possibly served in a clear plastic football. It could be in a clear plastic anything. I mean, it's Vegas we're talking about. You you, you pick an item of an anatomy, and they probably have a, no, no, no. a beverage you holder. You, that... you, you don't understand. Plastic footballs full of extremely strong but frozen beverage. Es muy caliente. Okay. Not being a uh, sports fan, a... I'm probably missing out on this. Or, or this no, is a reference to something I've never seen. It's very, it's very hot. That's yes. Spanish. Yes, I understand. I understand. So what they so what they do, what they do is downtown in one of the dive hole slot machine only places. Yeah, which are yeah down there. One of the fine uh, one of establishments. Them, they're they're fine. Not the place that sells a deep fried Twinkie, but no, kind of no, no, no. kitty corner across the street from that place is a place where they'll give you uh, beads. For not taking your shirt off, at least in my case, and uh, and they'll sell you a plastic football full of very strong fermented grains for not very much money. Excellent. And they're very good, and they're very big. You uh, you carry the, the conversation I, for a moment here because I got to go put out a small fire in my kitchen. Stand by. Oh, there's a fire in the kitchen. Goodness me. Okay, so uh, let's see. I was totally unprepared for this. Uh, let's talk about Vegas. Uh, Vegas is awesome, and uh, there are two main parts to the city. Dice! Uh, the one where these dice is from is the downtown area, the Old Strip. It has uh, the plaza, the Golden Gate, the uh, California, the Las Vegas Club, a couple of holes... Uh, the Four Queens, Fitzgerald's, uh, Binion's, the Fremont, and the Golden Nugget, which actually is really, really cool. And if you ever get downtown in Las Vegas, you should go to the Nugget, because the Nugget rules. It's uh, kind of a strip-type, new strip casino on the old strip. And then, of course, you got the new strip, which is South Las Vegas Boulevard, and it's about four miles of gaudy monstrosity, and it is great in every way. Uh, you have not lived until you've flown in right about dusk at some point. Because if you're sitting on the correct side of the plane, you can see the strip from, you know, the approach. Which looks really, really cool. Uh, All the excesses so, of man summed up in architecture, eh? 
so beautiful. Well, you know, if you can't actually go to Paris, go to Paris on the Las Vegas Strip mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, Nevada. You know, if you can't go to New York, New York, New York. Go to New York, New York. If the Giza Plateau is not uh, is not politically in your future, Luxor, then uh, then go to the Luxor. Yeah, exactly. And you and can if- do the same thing with Venice and yep. other parts of Italy and ancient and Treasure Island, Rome and Treasure Island. Indeed. What other so. themes do they got going on there? Um... Well, I mean, there's, there's the MGM, so there's movie theme. And if you're into giant gold lions, that's the place for you. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. And you haven't... No, another thing that you should do if you've never been to Las Vegas is uh, go and see the lions get fed. Because yes. that's kind of neat. Reminds you of your that place on the food chain. That you are, in fact, food. Yes. Or can be food if you are not careful. Yeah, if you're supremely stupid. Quite. Quite. So, uh, let's see. What else? Um, <laughs> what other themes they going, got going on? Uh, well, Caesars, which is the ancient Rome. Yeah. You know, they've got that new downtown city center that they built. Um, that actually, like, yeah, I I was in. Actually, I was there when they were doing the pre-sale for the condos there. And then suddenly wish I had a couple of million dollars. Well, who doesn't? I know. I know. But I wanted them specifically for the purposes to, like, walk in and plop some cash down and go, yes, I'll have that condo over there that's not built yet. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's, like, right smack dab in the middle of the southern strip now. So that's kind of cool. I'm looking forward to wandering through there. You know, they've they've built a a couple of new ones. They've got the Wind and the Encore that they built in the last three years or so. Yeah, and those are really sharp. Highlight, if you like, uh, you know, service, uh, avoid the win because apparently they just don't do that there. They don't do service there. No, apparently not. She was she was there for uh, DefCon and stayed at the win and was treated exceptionally poorly on multiple occasions. So she really brought out her soapbox on an open on an episode of Casually Hardcore and said, "I don't usually do this, but I have I have a moral obligation to say whatever you do when you go to Vegas, do not stay at the win." They will yeah, absolutely. Badly. Here, here. So we're staying at the Excalibur, which is probably only. Uh, yeah, I've <laughs> I've never actually stayed there before, so this will be a new experience. I've hmm. been through the Excalibur, but I've never stayed there before, and um, due to you know not having any kind of free money up until like yesterday's payday, uh, I haven't actually uh. reserved my room there yet. So I'll be probably paying more than I should, um, or yes. possibly crashing on your floor. So stand by. Also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be determined. Uh, yeah, I the, doubt, the I price doubt on book solid in this economy. No, well, no, they're not book solid, but the price on Friday has gone up significantly. Yeah, the weekend prices are, are always frighteningly. Uh, well, yeah, ooh. but they're not. They weren't anywhere close to this bad. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I'll anyway, be, I'll be getting on that. No, sure. No worries. So yeah, you're heading out. Uh, Tomorrow via the airplane, Doc will be joining you on their Mondays. I will be uh, shaping young minds until Thursday evening and then hopping in the car, since I live in the great desert mecca of uh, Phoenicia, and driving Ah, to Vegas. At which point, you know, uh, late Thursday night, early 
Friday morning, you will gain the services of a vehicle, uh, which, having walked the strip, you'll probably be desperate for at that point. Safety tip, kids, <laughs> don't try to walk the strip anymore. It is too unbelievably huge. The concept well, of walking from one, and the stuff looks like it's close. It ain't, okay? It's just that big. No, it's not. No, it's not. You there there are certain piece yourself. parts that you can walk to and from, but yeah, there's you're certainly not going to... Yeah, you're not going to walk the whole thing. Not anymore. No. It used to but be that's okay, walk one or the other. Right. But it's okay, because they have a monorail now, so it's all good. They built a monorail. They, they built a... Actually, they have two. They have one that Elevated. runs from... Yeah, they have one that runs from Excalibur to Mandalay Bay and stops at the uh, at the Luxor in the middle. And then they have one that the southern end right... Well, the last time I was there, last Thanksgiving, the southern end is MGM. And the northern end is at the Sahara. And it Quite stops fresh. at the Hilton and the Convention Center and a couple other places. Excellent. We're also Harris. going going to Vegas for... Uh... Consumer Electronics Show in early January, and that'll be a whole Hilton kind of a thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which excellent. the excellent, yeah. The uh, the monorail stops there too, so we really have got the whole strip to work with, which is nice. Bring it on. So yeah, quite. And, uh, also, if uh, Thursday evening, it'll be around probably a little after eight o'clock Pacific time. Um, I'll be hopping on vent from my recently uh, refurbished mobile hands-free uh, ventrilo rig, and I intend to try and stay in vent for basically the entire trip. So I task all of you with getting into vent and uh, keeping me awake for the uh, trip. You and Five I... Energy should be able to take care of that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. I got to remember to pick that up. When I stop off at the Walgreens after I get in from my flight, because <laughs> I have to, because I have to take the, I have to take the breathing machine, so I have to go pick up distilled water and ah yes, all those lovely, wonderful things that you know keep you alive at night. We, pr- yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, oh, well, I do certainly, I do. I just you know, when I so, come in, if I do wind up crashing on your floor, just you know when I wake up in the middle of night and refer to you as Darth, don't think any less of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Vader! I'm no doctor, but that sounds painful. You may dispense with the pleasantries, Gnomewise. I'm here to put you back on schedule. <laughs> You're in command now, Admiral Octail. Uh-huh. Yep, that's pretty much what it sounds like. All right, so. so, seeing as this is an episode of Alpha Geek Radio, we got some tunes queued up for you guys. So we have a segment here coming up. We got some Molly Lewis, a little Paul and Storm, some Jonathan Colton, and what else? In there's one more in there. No, that was all of them. So enjoy some music to game by, music to hang out by. We'll be back after looks like one, eight or nine minutes, probably just enough time to eat the pizza that I uh, cooked in the kitchen and failed to set fire to. So you're excellent, Alpha Geek. excellent. <coughs> I am just getting over a cold, people, so please forgive the uh, roughness of my voice and the occasional hacking cough. <sighs> but I'm not bitter. You're listening to... Can, see see how I almost fell into my normal rhythm there? Yes. Yeah, you're listening to... Ka- Kalfa Geek Radio. Ka- <laughs> Kalfa Geek Radio. <laughs> oh, 
You're listening to Alpha Geek Radio Live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com, with myself, Gnomewise, and... A tale! We will be back right after these fine musical performances. Boo! Hi, I'm Kathy Dory. You're listening to VTWProductions.com. Can I play Xbox now, Doctor? Every man has a secret porn collection Beneath the mattress, in the basement, or in the shed An indecent aggregation To aid with our stimulation After everybody else has gone to bed An encyclopedic media selection Pictures, magazines, flip books, and DVDs. A cornucopia of data, both in VHS and beta. It's a wonderland of surreptitious sleeves. It may lurk on the computer in an inconspicuously named directory. I bet even Catholic priests sequester some in the recesses of their rectory. Rectory. There's a potpourri for every predilection. Girl on girl, man on man, or dog on fish. Every class of animalia juxtaposing genitalia. To help us scratch our every evil itch. Yes, every man has a secret porn collection. And my lady friends, as vices go, there's worse. So let us keep our smut clandestine. And we won't ask any questions. About the neck massager you keep in your purse. Keep in your purse. I woke up this morning, I had a scone and a large house blend. With my squirrel and chipmunk friends I said I'm sick and tired of winter And I wish that it was spring Then a little fella named Robin Redbreast Began to sing And he sang Ooh, child, what'd you think of cold winter's gonna last forever? Ooh, child, now's the time for all the people to get together
Hello, friends. Are you sick of shoutcasts that suck? Sick of podcasts with unreliable updates? Tired of inter-two personalities coming over to your house and eating all the cheese? Then worry no more. VTWProductions.com is here to put an end to all your worries. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. VTWProductions.com Yeah, we'll need to check out that VTWProductions.com thing. It sounds kind of interesting, we re- you know? We really should. That's a clear D12 right there. Clear D12. You, sir, are easily amused. Right or it's really good Grey Goose. Or possibly both. It's really good Grey Goose. It's been in the freezer for months. That is where vodka belongs. And anyone who says otherwise is wrong, wrong. The gentleman <sighs> no, is wrong. That is... Yes, the gentleman is wrong. The gentleman will observe regular order and sit down. I will not. Ah, uh, I've been set up, methinks. You think? Whatever was your first clue? At uh, the drop-in. So, a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've heard tell. Um, yes. <laughs> From you, that uh, you may We're possibly about this. live on yeah. the air yesterday when you were pre-recording your uh, show because you are going to be in an airplane instead of uh, on the ground during your showtime. You pre-recorded a little action yesterday and uh, kind of yes. sort of resubbed uh, to WoW, huh? It's not my fault. It's it totally is not fault. my I, fault. There's a recording. It's not Dead's fault. Oh, really? No. Spell this one it's out Doc for Dead's, me. It's, it is wholly and completely Doc Dead's fault. Well, you see, there's this evil man who lives in a hole by the name of Bobby. And Bobby will do anything for 10 bucks. And in fact, Bobby will do just about anything for 750 And so Doc Dead decided to stimulate Bobby for the third time. <laughs> Three fingers with the stimulation of the Bobby and uh, bought another Modern Warfare 2 stimulus pack for seven fifty. Okay, so now you, since, need, you need to say it with me here. Six million dollars. I seriously know, wise. I'm telling you that with Doc Dead seven fifty, I'm going to capitalize that, and then we're going to make another expansion of World of Warcraft called Cataclysm, and we're releasing it before Christmas, before it's done or not. We gotta get all that money for quarter four, 2010, before we go into 2011. You see, Gnomewise. We gotta get that oh, money. Because I oh, need Bobby, it. I it. Oh, I, I, and so got, what, I, got... what I did is, I, I, I got the strange hypnosis thing through the steam, and I hypnotized Doc Dead, is what I did. And I personally hypnotized him and made him buy the Modern Warfare 2 stimulus pack number 3. And see, that's what I did. I did that to Doc Dead. That's what I did. I would... And then Doc Dead had to buy... I gotta wash this spit shield, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And I made Doc Dead buy the Modern Warfare 2 stimulus pack 3. That's what I did. And then... To get even more money out of the Atel and Hordak versus the world hosts, because 
Octail and Hordak thought, or Octail and Hordak thought that Doc Dad buying the stimulus pack was so stupid that they decided to take their uh, their company credit cards, the company credit cards, like VTW Productions is paying for two months a World of Warcraft subscription for uh, for Hordak and Doc Dead. That's what they did. I did that by hypnotizing Doc Dead. Well done, sir. I mean, the, those company yeah, credit cards are like those things that you, you won't give me one of because, well, because you're intelligent. Um, <laughs> so no, you've you resubbed. To, you, you just need to be in uh, Colorado. Get details. Uh, misfire. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so you've had uh, yeah, so to uh, taste of the fruits of 4.0.1, have you? Yeah, actually, I have, believe it or not. On playing which class? Uh, I messed about with a mage for a very brief period of time, and the then I got my, <laughs> and then I got my rogue set up, so that if I were to want to level, which uh, I could, and then I played my chamois, which I now have reconfigured to be one spec is elemental, and the other spec is resto. As a matter of fact, I am. So I've been healing heroics with uh, Perendi and Alopex et al. Um, for the uh, last and day, the police officer basically. Said you need to drink more. And um, direction. So your first, you know, the, the cheese slipped off your cracker. And you resubbed at all. Yes. And then to continue the theme, you went resto. Who yes. are you? And what have you done with Octail? Uh, that's a good. That's an excellent question. I have no idea who I am, and I don't know who that Octail douche is that you keep. Everybody keeps talking about. I don't know who that guy massive is uh, douche trough that we've uh, we just kind of keep around because uh, he's, you know, <laughs> uh, he's got a nice hat. He totally and is. Does, I have. And, and, yeah. What. No, nothing. Keep going. It's good. It's good. I'll be in the car. Um, no, we keep him around because he, <laughs> he does. He does the funny voices. You know, he's got this guy, uh, yeah. um, Jeffro. You can't talk. Who, you can't uh, talk about him. He's lost in time. He's lost. He's lost in time again. Yeah, he's still lost in time. Did <sighs> haven't you been keeping up in your storyline and your lore? LMFAO noob with twenty seven exclamation points in the back of it. That's right. In that's what smart my... I am. Copious spare time. Yeah. Um, it's I'm podcasts. Looking... You can listen to them in the car. You could listen to it on a train. You could listen to it in the rain. I do not like it on a train. I do not like it in the rain. I will not listen with a fox. I will not listen in a box. But I digress. Um, so, yeah. No, I'm a little little behind just because life's been very lifelike lately. And, uh, you know, there's that ancient What is Chinese that? Curse. Oh, what? whoops, that's me. <laughs> uh, whoopsie daisy. <laughs> it's a lot funnier when I can only hear it myself, apparently. Oops. Uh, oh, so, you, yeah, you, no, only I get to play the I'm, uh, I'm actually watching, I was watching the uh, Ohio State-Wisconsin uh, GameCast on ESPNGOT.com. And I forgot that uh, taking a page out of Bobby's book in order to make more money uh -huh. for their 
broadcast over the internet thing that they uh, that they play ads. So suddenly ah, music yeah. was exploding in my ears, and I'm trying to figure out what in the hell is Gnomewise doing. I mean, I know this is like boring and stuff, but. Now, but I didn't on. think you'd start playing really loud music, like right in the middle of the talky bit. However, but it wasn't you at all. Do, it was me. We are going to mix things up slightly here just because, uh, due to life timing, um, Iolite was calling through there from Orlando, and I just need to let her know that I'm alive uh, and well and not you know, deliberately ignoring her. So here's a little bit of music. Uh, so here's some, uh, some Daft Punk and some, you know... Swedish Pokemon, because, well, I got some songs from Octail, and this is what you get when you ask to- Octail for songs. So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes here. Please stay. Rock you, 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 rock you
And Alpha Geek Radio continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. And where we left off before the telephone so rudely interrupted, Io says hi, by the way. Oh, we hey, hi about We were talking about Octail returning, not only returning to World of Warcraft to view, uh, yeah. you know, I'm a company dime, uh, but I'm not bitter. And viewing <laughs> it's not going to be on the company dime, it was just part of the gimmick. <laughs> just part of the gimmick. And I might or might not just be running with the gimmick, but hey, you blew it. You uh, blew it. Well, you suck. You know you what? Fail. Good, good. I can get a job with TNA now. Oh, there, you're oh. A no offense. <laughs> but I dig it. <laughs> hey, by the way, touchdown, Wisconsin. Just thought I'd throw that out there too. Uh, and Emperor is now <laughs> screaming in agony uh, because you've said that. So you have. Gone resto. Um, yeah. We always suspected that you were a closet resto, and now you know our, our fears. It have been was worn a. Out. Uh, it was a very young. very difficult conversation. It was it was a difficult conversation with my parents uh, when I told them a couple hours ago that I am in fact a healer. And um, you've always really felt you 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 could be a great healer if only you just give it a try. And now you've gone and done yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, and uh, once I got done and I wiped my face off, I figured out that it was uh, was lifestyle for me. So uh, not touching that, yes, not touching that with a barge pole. Uh, that's good because you shouldn't. So it's uh, it's not bad, but then again, I had a quality tank and uh, support, uh, moral support from my guild mates, which both are uh, both are good. So excellent. Um, yes. Uh, so the the changes that they put in for four hundred one, you're you're tooling around on your orc chamois there. Um, yeah, yeah. Now all I've all I've seen in the shamans is them just running around the capital city, spamming earthquake to I don't know over. Yeah, it looks uh, good. It looks sexy, it looks man. But really good. I guess after so yes. many years of watching people do like Blizzard and Reign of Fire and Tranquility in the common areas, they're like, I have all this pent up desire to spam my graphics on someone else. So they're really, really well, getting behind you it. You have to realize the plight of the DPS shaman, right? Uh-huh. All of our lives, all we've really wanted to be is mages and rogues. Gotcha. And we've had the ability to be, you know, one or the other, but not quite as good necessarily all the time. So you're sucking lint off the floor, right? As as uh, enhancement? No, no, no. Only bad enhancement shamans die. Oh, I the good see. One, the good ones stay alive for your average uh, raid encounter. I have raided as enhancement for quite also a good bit, and as elemental exer- too. Exercising a little bit of restraint. When? When DPSing. No, I, I have competent tanks. I mean... Oh, shoot. details. Shoot. No, um, I've never really had a problem. I mean, um, by the time I die... Now, maybe this means that I'm a terrible enhancement shaman, which is certainly within the realm of possibility, but... No. Uh, any, well, I like to think that I'm not. Anyway, um, any time that it gets to the point where I'm dying... Uh, we're gonna wipe, so it's all yeah. good. It's kind of a moot point at that point, right? Exactly. Well, I, so. I, I thought of you as I was, as when four hundred one shipped. I went back to playing my main, which was the druid who had been in mothballs for a while. 
so mm-hmm. I'd taken him as, as far as I realistically could with my play schedule. So I'd leveled sure. the rogue in the intervening time, and then actually took a shot at face rolling a death uh, death knight up to eighty and <laughs> and yes. did exactly that. Um, just kind of sat on the okay. keyboard for a couple of weeks, and hey, eighty. Um, and then went back to the uh, Druid when the 401 shipped and yeah. worked out the whole weird glyph, new glyph system, mastery system, oh, new talent system. Uh, yes. We'll get to that later. I, uh, I had 5,000 gold on one of my characters. <laughs> Past tense. <laughs> A little spendy. No, I didn't. If, you, if you're, no, if you're I, into inscription, yeah. you are rolling in it right now. Yeah, no doubts. No, I I didn't spend that much gold, but I but I spent a little bit trying to get sure uh, felt like it. trying to get characters the glyphs that they need, you know, in order to play the specs that they have right now. Yeah, and I don't even necessarily know if the glyphs are right. Like I'm I'm full circle to February two thousand five. When we picked up the game very first, I made level ten. I have this talent point. I don't know what to do with it. I'll put it there because like that talent sounds cool. Yep. And then I'll check out the other talent trees and I will check out the other talent trees and ooh 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 Mysticotter ooh. Ow, uh, ow, there's ow. A, yeah, there's a uh, uh, talent in another tree that I really really like. So I'm gonna put a point in that, not just one. I'm not gonna bother uh-huh. filling out the rest of them. I'm gonna put one talent point in that. Uh, a talent tree. One yeah, the concept of, of going point. down the tree escaped us. Yeah, a little bit. But then again, that's when I was as an enhancement shaman tanking um, instances because our warrior tank didn't know what taunt was. Love you, JP. <laughs> I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling yeah. the love. Well, no, he even he admitted it. Like if we knew now what we knew then, and tried to yeah. do that four man, we would stomp faces in. I mean, it was uh, it was yeah. pretty sick. We were doing, we were trying to do everything pretty much uh, four man anyway. So you know, with LFD, we would have found a fifth for everything to get the extra war- rewards, and our way. tank would have, yeah, and our tank would have tanked. Because he's got the knowledge now to know how to do it appropriately, and uh, and you know I would have been a DPS sore, and that would have been that. So, well, I was I thought of you as I was taking the bear out for his first uh, random group tanking mission, and got into God, what was it? Um, Drakthern Keep, heroic. Okay. Okay. And they got so they got those small crowds of mobs in the okay. corridor as you go up. And go charging in and hit swipe, which is my 360-degree AoE attack, and okay. notice, oh, okay, um, this has a cooldown now. It used to be just go in there and spam swipe, occasionally <laughs> right. do demoralizing roar, and yes. occasionally lacerate or mangle the target you're on. If, it's, if, right. if you even have DPSers who have the slightest clue about following the kill order. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Lost art, that. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit different now because AoE tanking ain't there no more, at least not for the bear. Uh, so I was okay. rapidly dusting off skills that I haven't used since uh, Burning Crusade, which is actually you know, tabbing through the targets and putting some hurt yes. on them. And putting some aggro on them, 
Now, yes. I haven't a chance to really redevelop those skills because at the same time as them revamping this, they've broken several of the DPS classes to the point where they do, oh my lots god, of, stupid lots, levels of DPS. Lots, and lots of damage, yeah. So the fights are lasting, you know, 15 seconds. So it doesn't really matter right. if they pull aggro off me, and they're going to pull aggro off me because they're doing 19,000 DPS. And But the... the Mob is a flaming pile of of you know burned clothing by the time they yes. get two steps towards the player character, so not a big deal. Twitter or the uh, tw- uh, what was it? Twitching mass of flaming yes. rubble, yeah, the flaming mm-hmm. flesh and bits. Yes, and yeah, sinew. So, sinew. Ooh, how often do you get to use that word in a sentence? Sinew. Sinew, yeah. See, I th- gristle, I, we're gristle. not we're not just being entertaining. We're being informative on this show. That's what hey, we're Dan, trying to do me. here. Uh, I'm not trying very hard, are you? No. It just kind of happened. No. Yeah. Well, you know. That's why we make the big bucks. And Oh, yeah, others. yeah. Hey! Still, still waiting for that first check, by the way, boss. Um, oh! But... <laughs> it's in the mail. Oh, of course! It's uh, always in the mail. I'd rather the home office. Yeah, the home offices of VTW Productions cannot be held accountable for anything that gets lost in the mail. In yes. the mail, uh-huh. your dog. Your dog ate it. Your dog ate it. I don't have a dog, so. <laughs> well, your pet Murloc might have eaten it too. There we go. Yeah. So. It seems, at least from my my perspective, my perspective so far consists of the druid in tanking mode and the death knight in tanking mode. I finally got on today and dusted off the DK, which is the character I've been playing heavily most recently. And other than shifting from frost presence to blood presence, my rotation really hasn't changed all that much. And it is still, compared to the bear especially, a total face roll to AoE tank on the Death Knight. Yeah, yeah. So I don't see mm-hmm. a, a massive change there between the okay. death, uh, death and Decay and the, you know, throwing a couple of diseases on the target and then using Pestilence to spread it to the crowd and then Blood uh, Boil, yeah. which seems to spam up even more often than it used to and has a much nicer graphic now, too. Lots of graphic enhancements. Very, very yes. pretty improvements to the game, guys. Yeah, uh, so, so does Earthquake! Kudos. Yeah, you and your freaking Earthquakes. Hey! <sighs> what? Hey! Hey, I've, I've got legitimate million... non-chain lightning AOE now, sir, and I and in... I am entitled to use it. You are the new frame rate destroyer. Enjoy your title. <laughs> yes, indeed. No, Earthquake so looks I... really cool. It looks very pretty. <laughs> um, but this is an indicator of where they're heading, just with their general mentality-wise. Of no, the the AOE tank is dead, um, and we're gonna have tanks again. Um, Yay! Go guys that go and stand oh. there, and everything everything just automatically hits them. Then this could be interesting. Yes. Before I forget, I have yes. a new crowd control spell. Oh. I have a crowd control spell for elementals. Really? So now I'm I'm pseudo mage and pseudo warlock because I can't crowd control demons, but I can crowd control elementals. Do you just, like, banish them for a period of time? Yeah, it's, uh, like, a 50-second banish, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So you can do so, humanoids and elementals now. You can hex and you can banish. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I can do humanoids and elementals, which is kind of cool, except for the fact that it takes two buttons, but beggars can't be choosers, and oh, I certainly... B-O-O-H-O-O, oh, two buttons, huh, Octail, you poor... Yeah, you poor well, thing. you know, I only have 24 to work with. No, carpal tunnel, I have more I mean, than... Oh, carpal tunnel yeah, in your future. Exactly, exactly. I can vanish, and you want to refresh well, it when it breaks? Oh. What are you supposed to do, dude? I, I mouse turn. Oh god! <laughs> um, I mean, what, are you, what am I supposed to do? Key, keyboard turn? I'm a clicker. What do you want? I'm kidding. Yeah, you're a clicker. All uh, right. That's exactly what. <laughs> so the other fundamental difference, at least to uh, Shammy's, is they added the uh, uh, the third class of healing spell. Right. So I think they did this with all the healers, but all the healers have three. For example, my single target heals, I have three classes of single target heal. I have a very fast, not very mana efficient uh, single target heal. I've got oh the, the middle ground, um, the middle ground sort of, I don't know what you call it, a generic sort of heal. And then I've got the big honking long cast time, but hits and crits like a metric ton, a right. ginormous if you, heal. If you have the and time. Of course, and of course, with talents and glyphs and stuff, I think the, I think the cast time, under the right conditions of the big heal for me is two and a half seconds, I think. Not too bad. Not not much more than that. But yeah, I, I saw crits today with not very good gear, in the order of twenty thousand ish. <laughs> Holy so. crap! Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, again, these the, are the new the new character mechanics in play with the yeah. old gear uh, methodology still in place. This right, is where we're getting yeah. like, the nineteen k uh, fire mage because they have more mm-hmm. crit than they're ever going to have during 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 cataclysm right now. Right. So I mean, that's entertaining, and and the mages are throwing out big numbers, but you know the heels. It's fun to see the heels hit for for lots too, and I'm probably critting. Far more than I should be, or than I will at 85, if I ever make it to 85, that is. Um, slow grind. But, uh, you know, it's been it's been a good time, and I have to say that, you know, taking a break for as long as I have and not really thinking about World of Warcraft at all has been kind of a nice kind of a nice reset for me personally because I can do things like heal, and I've forgotten this stigma you know, against being uh, being a resto shaman or or not being a resto shaman and trying to get into groups or whatever. So it's just like, hi, I'm a player. I've looked over the classes that I have at max levels. I like shaman the best, and this resto thing doesn't look like it's too bad. Uh, please forgive me if I suck, but I haven't played a resto shaman ever, and and uh, just went with it. So yeah, and really, I mean, people are usually just so happy to have you know healers show up because I mean. When I was leveling the rogue, you know, I got used to the you know twelve to seventeen minute queue times for the average uh, random dungeon, and I shifted gears over to the uh, death knight and immediately went into tanking mode just because at my heart you know, I'm a tank and a healer, and you, know, you 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 wouldn't have dep- depressed the button you know it wouldn't have released the button on your mouse from clicking on random dungeon then you had an invite. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's still, there always will be the tank and healer shortage, so you will yes. enjoy the, the benefits of you know if you want a group, one will be made available to you while lightly massaging your shoulders because mm-hmm. you're a healer. Indeed. 
Right. Right. Though I will though I will say this, they have made healing at least level eighty in Wrath of the Lich King gear, and my caveat to this is my gear's not very good. Healing feels simpler or maybe not simpler but more organic, more natural. Like I was very rarely in in want of knowing what to do. Like it felt very sort of oh, somebody obvious, took damage and I must and I must cast this spell now and oh, he's taken a bunch of he or she has taken a bunch of burst damage. Now I must hit this spell then this spell then this spell. And it feels like yeah, natural is the best uh, best word I can use for it now. Now that said, it is level 80 in wrath gear with cataclysm mechanics but right i mean if that holds through the leveling process in at 85 it should go a long way towards towards eliminating the healer shortage if the healer shortage was based on people not believing that they could be good at it instead of people being selfish but i guess we'll find that out shortly I can say, you know, from what I've seen of the mechanic changes, that everything I've seen I've approved of. I, I think it's all definitely an upgrade over Wrath. What I'm eager to see is the content uh, changes. What what the five mans and the, the heroics are going to look like in the new expansion. Just mm-hmm. to see what, you know, if what they've indicated pre-release and they've shown in beta sticks and sticks around. Um, by way of, you know, heroic yeah. will be heroic. I hope they strike some kind of balance between Burning Crusade heroic and Wrath heroic. Because somewhere between there, the fun spot lives. Because Burning Crusade heroics weren't terribly fun. They were extremely challenging. And you had a great sense of accomplishment and a large repair bill when you were done. But you didn't do them a whole ton unless you were returning to the heroics already wearing raid gear. So they weren't terribly useful for gearing up for raiding, which is what everyone kind of assumed that was the attention, really, is you go from um, your regulars I, to your heroics, and then that helps you get yeah. a leg up on your raiding. Yeah, yes and no. I Where you had to raid to do the heroics, which was weird. Sure. My, my experience is somewhat different than that. I think if you picked your spots with which heroics to raid, you could raid, uh, you could raid heroics. You could do heroics successfully enough to get to the point where raiding was, that it facilitated, you know, entry into Karazhan. You didn't have to have Karazhan gear to do heroic, uh, heroic slave pens, as an example. Right. Sure, it there helped. Great, there were definitely sweet spots of heroics in Burning Crusade that were a hell of a lot easier than others. And I hope there's right. more, more of a homogenized uh, setup with uh, Cataclysm where you know, one is not <laughs> so vastly different right. in hardness than another. Right. Speaking of hardness, right. Doc Dead's in the uh, video wall. Now. Yes, uh, Pedophile has joined the video chat. Amber alert. Amber alert. <laughs> Amber alert. Our <laughs> uh, channel van has been sighted yes. in the video wall. Yes. So, I mean, the so, other, the other example... The other, the example of the other extreme, of course, is heroic old Hillsbrad, which I know Black Temple guilds that uh, that would not go into that place it, because it, it was just YouTube. such a pain in the ass. Yeah, and so. so I'm hoping for something a little more of a level, you know, equality of you know, everything on this tier 
is of a similar uh, level of difficulty. I don't want it to be easy. I don't want it to be wrath easy, but I, I would like it not to necessarily be as hard as the hardest uh, Burning Crusade ones. Somewhere between there, the right. truth lies. We'll see. What I, we get. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. And as long as there's some sort of gradual curve in difficulty amongst the heroics, just to yeah. get to give it a sense of progression too. I mean, obviously the the hardest Cataclysm heroic should be not as hard as the first cataclysm raid right whatever that is or the first tier of cataclysm raids but if i if i have to go from you know i i don't even know the names of anything yet so yeah uh, if i have to go do instance one before i go and do instance two yeah i'm okay with that um as long as as long as right as long as i can stretch a little bit between the two you know, if I if I haven't done instance one, I'm okay, I'm okay to do instance two. It's going to be a little bit harder, but but you know, to give a little a little freedom for LFD and and such whatnot. Yeah, something you didn't experience because you were kind of out of the game was when they threw the Ice Crown Citadel five mans into the game, and mm-hmm. the heroic additions of those were actually challenging again, most particularly Halls of Reflection. And it was a system shock because you'd gone from these, yeah, heroic whatever, where everything before that was just this kind of go in and you AOE everything down and collect badges and, and you know, step three profit. And to Forge of Souls, which was eh, not terribly difficult, Pinasaron, okay, there's some, there's some challenge here. About halfway through, you hit this wall of, oh, there's these packs that we have to pull that actually have some strategy required. We have to take mobs down and do this crowd control thing that we Oh, have what is somewhere. that dirty word? Stop know, swearing. Crowd control, it interferes with the AoE tank so much and the AoE DPS. I mean, yeah. how annoying is this thing? Yeah. Why do they even have those abilities? So yeah, you got Why did they the, give me earthquake? I just I can't use it all the time. So there's some actually you know, some strategery came back into the game at that point, and then you got people in the halls of reflection, and they would hit a wall in there because they were used to just walking in and AOEing, and you just can't do that mm. unless you're in unless you outgear the instance terribly, which when it shipped, nobody did yet, or very few right. did. You know, people with with right. trial of the of the Grand Crusader could walk in there and, and face stomp it, um, but they be would have been heading straight for Ice Crown Citadel and couldn't care less about the five mans anyway, so. The having them change philosophy midstream like that was a bit of a system shock to people, but it did kind of indicate a, a, a difference in their thinking, which I was watching, saying, okay, is this an indicator of things to come? And everything I've heard coming out of the beta uh, seems to bear that out. It's like, okay, yeah, we're, we don't want it to be a face roll quite to that level. So mm-hmm. we're still going to cater to the casuals. There's going to be plenty of stuff in there for people who don't want to raid to do. And... We're going to flesh out this middle tier here, which we kind of made disappear in Wrath. It was right. easy, 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 and raid. And now I hope they're returning to their idea from Burning Crusade, which is there's plenty of easy, and then there's this harder bit, and then you can ju- do just that, and you'll feel completely fulfilled as a player, and then it'll help you be ready for raiding, or you can just stop there. We'll see. We'll that would be worth coming back November. for. Well, yes. no. Well, no student. Well, you're already back. See, you blew that. I blame Doc. Looking at you, yes, Doc. Yes, I blame Doc. Dead. Chat. 
And don't yep. you dare you know, chat anything smarmy in the IRC because <laughs> yes. nobody's reading you. It anyway. is 110% Doc Dead's fault why I am off the wagon. He's a facilitator. I'm going to lose my house in Las Vegas because Doc Dead's a, Doc He's Dead's a facilitator. He is yeah, absolutely he is. an enabler. Yep. Who's the addict and who's the enabler yep. in this relationship? It's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah, well, right, we're going to do a little, a little more of this uh, Alpha Geek Radio music action for you. Got some brew guy in here, a little Paul and Storm, some Woot. Fatty for the win. I got Fatty's uh, entry for this year's BlizzCon 2010 song contest. Her entry is called mm. Theramore and Back Again. And we'll be back after, I don't know, a couple of 12, 13 minutes worth of warm, fuzzy, entertaining goodness. I'm going to go put Amethyst to bed before I throw him to the ground and kneel on his windpipe. <laughs> <sighs> I am Gnomewise. Join uh, this don't do that. Game. What? Video what? chat's up. Don't do that. Video oh, chat's up. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Thank God I put the adult warning at, at the least, beginning of this show. Or at least turn the camera off before you kneel on his windpipe. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I am Gnomewise. That's Octail. You are listening to Versus the World Radio. This is Alpha Geek Radio. We'll be back right after this.
Um, so uh, 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 I wanted to tell you that Jamie Hyman is my partner on Mythbusters. I wanted to tell you, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to blow any shit up tonight. I got some fun shit to show you, but it's too much trouble to call the fire department every time. But I did wanna, I'm going to bust a myth that Jamie Hyman is never intentionally funny. <laughs> social networking sites, Reddit and Dig and Boing Boing and everything, and I saw this interview uh, a couple years ago with Billy Bob Thornton, where he was talking about fame. He was like, well, you guys don't know what it is, what it's all like, because you could be married to the most beautiful woman in the world, and having sex with her could be like fucking the couch. <laughs> you know, the, everyone's like, oh, really? Angelina? And he said that about Angelina, and I came in and immediately downloaded this to my crew, because this is really thrilling, and we all clutched our girls. Oh, oh my God, he said that about Angelina? Jamie's there, he's, as he often is, he like stands back as I'm telling stories, and he goes, and if my couch looked like Angelina Jolie, I'd fuck it. You know, looking at the video wall, looks like we got Jamie Jamie Heineman like has joined us. He's grown a full beard, but he's there. He's got the beard. I think they'd be ready for this one. Indeed. <laughs> the scurvy crew. Uh-oh. The perilous lighting. <laughs> it's red skies at night, sailors delight. Orange sky behind us. Something My needs to remind us. us. <laughs> <laughs> We're right here. You can find us. <laughs> With the panties, they shall bind us. <laughs> One panty to rule them all. <laughs> oh, man, do I love a geek crowd. Um, okay. You are going to be our swarthy pirate crew, and when we cue you, and only when we cue you... That, that was not a cue, it was a waggle. When we cue you, let forth with a full-throated piratical R. Practice it now! R! Hit me two times! R! R! Hit us five times! R! 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 Couple of you going off the gangplank a little early there. That would be the public school students rounding up to four. There's some very oblong circles out here in Minneapolis, I guess. Oblong circles is our Oingo Boingo cover band. <laughs> All right, one more time, practice. Excellent. It has been our pleasure performing for you this evening. This last song is called The Captain's Wife's Lament. We are beginning it at 8.26 p.m. 
Those of you who have not seen us, I mention that because you will be wondering why we are still singing it at 9.17 p.m. <laughs> and those of you who've seen us know that I am not kidding. <laughs> the ship sailed into harbor after 15 months at sea. The captain hit the tavern with his crew of 53. That's B. Ye. Give me an R. What's that spell? <laughs> Everyone passes the pirate's SAT. <laughs> Tis no pirate left behind. <laughs> it's going to be one of these crowds tonight then, huh? <laughs> Took us, took us 48 minutes to figure you out, but now we got you clocked. <sighs> One more time. Arr! I'm just marking time because I forgot where we were. Ah, yes, crew of 53. Arr! After drinking up their pay, they staggered through the town. But, but all the inns and public houses turned the sailors down. Dejected are. Aw, sympathetic pirates. <laughs> Give us a pity R. <laughs> Give us a surprised R. R. Give us a suave Billy D. Williams sexy R. R. Yeah, you're some sexy pirates. <laughs> you truly belong with us here among the clouds. <laughs> Give us a confused R. R. Give us a Scooby-Doo R. R. <laughs> Same thing with a little extra gravy on top. <laughs> For you Top Chef fans out there, <laughs> apparently confusion plus gravy equals Scooby-Doo. <laughs> 828, four lines in. Uh, I believe uh, we dejected left it dejected R. R. Because we've got a good 12, 24, 80 more minutes of this song. <laughs> Closer to 80, judging by this bunch. Dejected art. The captain said, fear not me, lads. You all can come with me. I live just around the corner. And you all can stay for free. Hopeful R. What kind of socks you like best? Where can you find on the radio dial Garrison Keeler? And what's your favorite character, what he plays? Yeah! I believe our friend is one of Chunky. House lights, where was he? Oh, that's good. Shine a light in our... There we go. That's called pandering to the regional crowd. <laughs> Who's your favorite droid? R-C-U. From your favorite movie? 
be your favorite chemical element? Arson. What's your favorite crime? Arson. Wait, who said our ape? <laughs> Tis not cool. <laughs> nay means nay. <laughs> Uh, Oh, you know, since the momentum has yet again ground to a screeching halt, now's as good a time as ever to mention the official Paul and Storm Dejected R t-shirt for sale. Complete with a treasure map on the back that leads to the end of this song. But we left oh so long ago at Hopeful R. When the captain's wife awoke upon the break of day They say that you could hear her wailing clear to Bodney Bay Did we ask for a Shatner R? (laughs) But thank you for enabling us, sir that would, of course, be a Shatnar. <laughs> Who be your favorite bald captain of the Enterprise? <laughs> okay, we're going to do one more. Then we'll finish. Shh. <laughs> Steer the ship into Riddlin Bay. We're going to do one more. We're going to finish the song. Then we'll be done, and you all can go pee. After you get up. Yeah, not immediately. Back. There. That's not Guthrie's, an order. Guthrie's too nice. It's just for a suggestion. That. Yeah. <laughs> Pirates have no manners. <laughs> All right. Seriously, shut the hell up. Be very quiet. One final R. She said there's semen all around the bed. My God, there's even semen hanging from the chandelier. There's semen on the windowsill, semen in the yard. The semen even left a stain upon the St. Bernard. Although I am a patient, wiped is more than I can bear. To wake up in the morning with your semen in my hair. Disgusted are from the ladies. A few excited hours. <laughs> a few manly sounding ladies. Yeah. I never wish to see thee darken up my door. So clean up all your semen and come round my way no more. So clean up all your semen and come round my way no more. Clean up all your semen and come round my way no more. Ah! You have been a bad monkey. The Enrichment Center once again reminds you that Android Hell is a real place where you will be sent at the first sign of defiance. I reject your reality and substitute my own. Hey, never.
Alpha Geek Radio continues live on Versus the World Radio with your hosts, Gnomewise and Octail. Hello! Oh, is it suddenly Doc for those dead? Of you, for those of you in the video chat, I present to ah, you yes. the best magazine ad for hardware in the history of ever. Now, for those of you listening to the podcast or not on the video wall, I will now provide descriptive video service for you. The black and white hand-drawn picture depicts a small child handing the ass of an older man to him, as in he got his ass handed to him. Advertising what hardware, Octail? Uh, Idizen Z-Board. Z-Board. So, yeah, Z-Board. Oh my god, gaming board. Yes, indeed. So, yes, uh, I saw that in a magazine. Hey, it's Dice in the Fingers on the video oh, yeah. wall. It's excellent. Anyway, uh, yeah, so one of, the best, one of the best ads in the history of print gaming media, and I saved it, and I put it on my wall for all to see. The little child handing the older man his ass. Which never happens in real life. You know, young gamers never overcome older, more experienced gamers. It's always mm. age and treachery overcoming youth and skill, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely, because in a pinch, I can unplug the controller. Ah, age and treachery, yes. There's the treachery portion. Yes, of indeed, oh, yes, dead. indeed. Yup. See what happens it's a, there. It's a tradition in my family, actually, as my dad did to me, so I will do on to... My children, when the time comes, so that they so cannot beat me at video games until they're uh, at least joystick yeah. would yank right out at, at random intervals, huh? Yeah, it goes even farther yes. back than that. It was pong joystick or pong paddle. Seeing more uh, more Terry Pratchett books being displayed in the video wall. A little good. Oh, excellent! Here. Dog named dog. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah. Ah, uh, let's see, what did I find? I flashed up a copy of Civ Four during the music break, which is now a $60 paperweight. Because well, that ain't ever getting played again! Because 5 has eclipsed it, I assume. Civ Five is vastly superior in every measurable capacity, with the possible exception of computer AI decision-making. Which so, can be patched in later. Let's hope. Because they do do some stupid stuff from time to time. No, really? An AI making an, a dumb, non-logical decision at a critical point in the game? No, that yeah. would never happen. Now, I know that never happens, but, uh, you know, if they make too many good decisions, they become Skynet, and then Lena Headley is going to come and, like, shoot somebody with a shotgun or whatever. Yeah, but it's Lena Headley. I, you know what? I'd, I'd watch her do pretty much anything, too. <laughs> so, hey, I'm... I'm easy. Uh, like I don't know. I don't know who, like who owed who money from a bet or whatever. But how do you get Lena Headley and Summer Glau on the same show? I, uh, I just work here. Like I'll tell you what. Why don't they just? Why don't they just retcon the John Connor story? And they could have got Elijah Dushku to play John for a couple of seasons. And then he could have gone through his transgender transgendered phase and it would have been all weird and awkward, but people would have watched it for a couple of years, right? Uh, Eliza? Yeah, I'd, I'd tune in for that. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a nice little threesome. It rounds the ensemble out nicely. 
Well, the annoying thing you is know, they, they did for me for me with the the Sarah Connor Chronicles, they pulled yeah. an Enterprise on me, where they finally tipped their hand as to where they were kind of going with the storyline that they actually had a larger plan after they were already canceled. So you go look at the last season of Star Trek Enterprise, and where they finally started doing all the fun stuff. Where they had the Orion slave girls, and they had you know, trips uh, to yes. Vulcan, and all these all these things that you kind of assumed that they would, would be doing from day one when they announced this prequel series, and then promptly didn't do any of. And of course, the the series failed horribly because the stories right. sucked. Um, and as a parting gift, they say, "Okay, now that we're going off the air, we're going to give you everything you wanted. We're going to do it really, really well, and be extremely entertaining, and show you." All the wasted promise of this franchise before taking it off the air forever. And then give you a completely horrific and bad final episode, but I'm not even going to talk about that. And then with Sarah Connor Chronicles, they drove me away with their bad storytelling early in the series. And I came, I was brought back to sh- and shown, you know, here's the last couple episodes. They really start doing some really fantastically fun stuff with mm. turning the whole, all your assumptions on their ear and lots, really leveraging the time travel piece. And, you know, they have a great ending where they're in the future after Skynet has taken over. And, of course, you're never going to see the end of that story because it was canceled already at that point. At which point I need to go to Hollywood, hunt down certain people, and kill them. Of course. But I'm not Well, you know, uh, no, not at all. You know, if Joss Whedon would have wrote it, it would still be around. If Joss Whedon wrote it, for some bizarre reason, it would be on freaking Fox and it would get canceled while it was still an embryo. So, why that? Oh, not bitter just, about, not bitter about not that at one all. either, are you? No, 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 no. Not bitter yeah. about Firefly in the least. Still, no. still don't get the Wild West in space, but that's all right. Uh, did you ever watch through them? Look, you through the. Episodes? I have not. I have never watched all thirteen. I can get through. What am I through? Three. Yeah, I'm through three, and at and at and, some point it's like, hey, those guys have energy weapons. Those guys over there. Um, yeah, that was, that was part yeah, of the, just, the whole thematic thing. Is the they were major underdogs. I mean, the alliance had all the good tech and all the power and the organized government, and they were all assholes. Yeah, but you see, I've watched too much Major League Baseball to ever root for an underdog because I know they don't win. Ah, I see. Yeah, see. No, it, it, it was probably a bit aggressive for American television to attempt to s- tell a long-term story of someone who is starting the story, completely beaten down and mm-hmm. going through the story mm-hmm. arc of them, you know, recovering some of their soul and getting back to a happier place. And right. which was kind of the the story of the main male lead, uh, Malcolm Reynolds. Was right. Had they played the two-hour premiere that they shot, you know, they shot a wonderful two-hour movie premiere, and then right, and uh, Fox, they showed Fox the second episode first, right? Yeah, right. right. And they only showed the original pilot as the last episode ever aired. After, of course, long after it was canceled, and you saw there was this beautiful two-hour epic where they spelled out here's the rules of this universe, and they showed you Malcolm Reynolds. As a as a resistance fighter, you're fighting against the alliance for um, independence. And when you're introduced to him, he is this 
bright, energetic, positive guy. He has you know faith in God, and you see him crushed, and you get to witness him being taken from Mister Optimist to Life Sucks. Mm. Mm-hmm. In the version as shown on television, you meet him in episode two when he's just Mr. Life Sucks. And a lot of people say, gotcha. well, this guy isn't a lot yeah. of fun to watch because he's really right. mean and borderline evil. And why do I care right. about him? Well, there was a two-hour episode that we're not going to show you, which would show you in blazing detail why you should care. And uh, no. And then we're going to accuse this of being a lousy show and, and, and cancel it for bad ratings. Uh, because uh, we insisted I, that they start with with episode two, but I'm not bitter. I am not. Bitter. I'd uh, I'd swear if I didn't know better that I touched a nerve, but uh, no! I know better. Oh, so. me, 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 no, uh, me, cynical and and uh, annoyed with the low quality of uh, mass produced lowest common denominator tripe that passes for television entertainment in this country anymore. Not in the least. Hey, I canceled my cable subscription. They're not getting another dime for me from me for TV. There's no reason anything you might possibly want to watch is available through all kinds of online services. Right uh, between right. Hulu Plus and Netflix, I and, and iTunes in a pinch. Uh, I'm set. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I have ViewTorrent, so I can get the uh, Top Gear uh, four hours after they air in the UK. Oh, that would be wrong, Octail. Would it? That's free TV over there, right? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I don't care. That's right. The, BB- I don't the BBC. Well, but the BBC is free TV over there, so I'm not actually. You know, nobody's well, losing see, money because of this. The Beeb. Now, the Beeb has grown this little arm called BBC America, and they've gone all capitalist on us, and they realize, hey, well, there's yes, a fuck to the, be made here. Well, yeah, but BBC America version of Top Gear sucks. Uh, so. As of this most recent season, they're no longer editing them. Thank God. Oh well, that's happy. Yeah, they're actually making a very big deal out of it because you know the fans were bitching. It's like, why are you showing us this thinned down, Americanized crap when we know from all the torrents on the internet the high quality entertainment that would have been available if you hadn't broken out the editing shears? Um, again, entertainment executives—they know best. Uh huh. Ever, comma, uh, what? Never, never, never do they know best. Are you smoking crack? Yes, yeah. yes, Virginia, they usually are. <laughs> uh, it's true enough. Yeah, there's, they actually, I really, I've been in the land of kicking stuff off of my watching queue and really not replacing with anything. I mean, is there anything you've run into lately that you felt the need to add to your entertainment plate? No, but you see, I don't like stuff that most people like. Like, I made it through well, five episodes of Caprica and stopped watching that. I can't stand Caprica. Apparently, this yeah, new no. season, and I like and I like the stuff that you know Ron Moore and David Icke create in general. Right. I right. tremendously enjoyed uh, Ron Moore doing. He just did his podcasts. You know, the the day of the BSG releases. He would just right. sit down and watch the episode and just do a freehand recording meant to be played along with it. Gave all kinds of really neat insight into the entertainment development process and just how freaking haphazard it can be. Uh, so, oh, that explains a lot. Um, and reading a lot of stuff about Capricars, they were very apologetic. Of, yeah, we kind of screwed up season one. We're taking it more interesting places season two, but they've already pretty much lost me. 
I, yeah, I don't. I don't care about the Zoe Deschanel's younger sister being trapped in a Cylon Centurion. And, you know, I don't care. I I've never cared about about Bill Adama's origin story ever. Never have I cared about that. I mean, I want him to be the commander, and I want him to hate the Cylon since you know day one, right? Yeah. And that's what I want from that character. I don't care. You know, great. His his father was a lawyer, and we use that to uh, to separate Lee from his dad, so Lee can yeah, come into his own. Hey, great at all? That's fine. You know, whatever. If you've got a, if you've got a, if you have to say where you want the story to go, and then figure out a way to get the story there, as long as you don't bore us to death with it, that's fine. Guys, Baltar's trial was kind of meh, but uh, you know the story. The concept of the story, trying to get out from underneath your your father's shadow, good, and they needed the lawyer hook to make the trial thing work, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm willing to look past that. Yeah. As long the, as they uh, tell a good story, and... Which they pretty routinely did. And yeah. I, give them, I give them props for taking Caprica a radically different direction, not just telling more of the same... You know, saying we have this yeah. framework of this world that we've created, and there's all kinds of interesting stories within this society that we have proposed that we might do. And I'm somewhat intrigued by the the original Cylon AI springing not from pure technology, but from a copy from a human. Um, that's a little more believable than just you know AI spontaneously springing right. out of a network. I say, okay, oh, you sure. A copy of, of of an unstable, you know, your typical unstable, moody teenager, and gave her unlimited uh, cybernetic power. And right. go. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. That's a, it's a lot better than what they could have come up with. I mean, they could have done a spinoff show all about Pegasus, right? When they yeah. laid out sort of the framework story of what had happened to Pegasus over over two years, it's like, oh, well, there's a spinoff show. You know, yeah. and they even sort of set it up with the movie version of how Cat, uh, uh, you know, becomes a Viper pilot and whatever, that uh, mm-hmm. Razor movie or whatever it was. It was yeah, like, ah, okay. It was good filler. Um, I liked, I enjoyed the fact that, you know, they, they borrowed a lot of the, the uh, conceits from the original mm-hmm. 70s Battlestar, but when having yeah. Pegasus show up, and survive to the end of the episode and stick around yes. actually for a reasonably long time and have mm-hmm. it be a major plot device when it was used to, was sacrificed in order to save their uh, bacon. Um, yes. Canadian or otherwise. Yes. No No back bacon here. This is all, all deli stuff. You know, smoky, crispy goodness. Yes. Uh, mm, so it was shot in Vancouver, so I'm not sure if I'm going off the reservation there. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was actually kind of curious to see um, BBC America was advertising Law and Order UK. The Law and Order people have taken their disease and spread it to the BBC. And Jamie Bamber, who played uh, younger, who played Leah Donnelly, okay. is uh, a major yes. player in that one. Oh, that might be he's worth seeing. His, in his native accent. Apparently it's quite good. I mean, it's, it's a totally different kind of show just because the, the legal system over there, the, between the police you know, with no guns, and right. the, you know, the lawyers wigs. in the robes and the wigs. Yeah, and they wigs. They make fun of that in their own commercials. Is It takes a serious set of balls to 
hunt down criminals when you're not allowed to carry a gun. Right. And so I have to say, to argue the finer points of law while wearing a wig. Indeed, indeed. Two shows that I do miss that I can't now that I don't have a cable subscription: British House of Commons on C-SPAN. <laughs> People being vile to each other uh, professionally. So res- so respectfully, though. Yes. Would the right honorable gentleman, you know, agree with me that so and so sitting down there is a pillock? And then half the place gets up and grunts. Yeah. And then, you know, the the Prime Minister, of course, gets up and then says, Yes, I agree with the right honorable gentleman that the man sitting down there is, in fact, a pillock. And we will try to, it is the policy of this government to throw him out as quickly as possible. So that's that's one. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. The other one, I'm ashamed to admit this, but I actually Uh-oh. got into Ice Road Truckers this last season. Oh God, I can't. I did. I cannot be critical of you because I am a long time Deadliest Catch watcher. So yeah. to me, Ice Road Truckers is just like the the, the redheaded mutated stepchild of Deadliest Catch, but. Here's the thing, okay. and this is horribly sexist of me to say, but if they hadn't had a woman on, I wouldn't have watched it. Because I don't like season two at all. Because there's no, no chicks. And I, no, there were no chicks on season two. In season three, they were in uh, Alaska, and they put they put a, a woman truck driver who's doing this uh, you know, extreme ice road trucking and wants to do heavy haul and all this sort of stuff. And, and you know, there was semi-legitimate drama there because... You know, it's a bunch of truckers. Uh-huh. And, yeah. So throw some estrogen into that mix and, yeah. No open yeah. flame, please. Yeah. No. So, I mean, you know, I got semi-addicted to that, as much as I hate to admit it. See if I can work on a deal with you here is I'll, I'll program my TiVo here to record these shows for you and then give you the access password for my Slingbox. And you can just kind of watch it from your from your phone or from your computer, whatever you want. Assuming I'm using it at that moment, right? Actually, right. Something, something I've done in the past for some friends in the UK is you know, just because of the time difference, they could come in the wee hours in the morning and watch American shows mm-hmm. they would normally not have access to through the miracle of Slingbox, which is one of my favorite yes. pieces of technology that just doesn't that get old. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good piece of technology right there. Location shifting, baby, and now that they've got their player available on damn near every platform imaginable, you know, wherever I happen to be, I can dial into my. TiVo and mm-hmm. see what's on. Yeah. It is a happy, happy thing. It is. Such no, I don't watch Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Sons of Anarchy love in uh, the IRC channel here. And it's just not when I ever got into it. Again, I'm in the mode of pushing stuff off my plate and not replacing it. Right. Um, yeah, I'm exactly. still holding a grudge against my own wife for getting me into burn notice because while she was stuck on basically bed rest before uh, the delivery of Arch Nemesis. She went after iTunes uh, television store with a vengeance. And ah, so. Got into and burned through the entirety of True Blood. Got into and burned through the entirety of Rome from HBO. And got into and burned through most of Burn Notice before I pointed off to her that it's already available on Netflix Instant View, which we pay a flat rate for. Could you please, for the love of God, stop <laughs> spending $30 a season on something we've already paid for? I love you. You're pretty. 
<laughs> Again, I don't mean bitter. to laugh at your misfortune, but Woo-wee. I know where you live. Okay, you yes, you do. And I will shortly yes, be you seeing do. you in person, and I'll be driving a vehicle. And you oh, won't. Please don't hurt me. Hey, but Not they got bridges over. They got little walkway bridge things over South Las Vegas Boulevard now, so I don't have to worry about getting hit by cars much. I would recommend using those. Quite. Because it could Quite. be me coming down the strip at any given Oh, yeah. Time. <laughs> I'm going to keep both eyes open. These eyes on you. Now, you remember you remember BlizzCon last year. You know, Not only... you. Know, Almost hit you coming out of the airport, but uh, you had the broadcast rig already running when you set foot in the vehicle and said, "Okay, you're on." Uh, yeah, yes, you did. Uh, was on the ground for all of what forty seconds, and yep, no one's just like, "Here, be funny." Hey, Here, be Remy funny. You're in the car. Go. That What's that? Remy was born that day. Don't don't diss. <laughs> Remy the Cajun. That's right. He was. Yeah, <laughs> right. man. He's just waiting for for Jeff Rowe to return from uh, you know time and space. Yeah, it's a shame he's lost in time. I predict that. Uh, spoiler alert! I predict that Jethro will return right about the time that my braces come off. Aha! Yes, the pain and suffering of uh, attention yeah. to Jethro. Yes. Was then the inside of my lips will not bleed every time I every time I try to do Jethro for any long period of time. How much uh, longer you got in the uh, bindings of the or- orthodontia? Ah, uh, mid next year, I think I get them off. So I've had them six six months, and they're scheduled to be on twelve to fourteen. So I'm about halfway home. Excellent. And they can't come off soon enough. Yeah. Well, there's the whole grinding pain thing, and. When you go in and have them tightened, the throbbing pain thing and the lacerations and the... Do I need to go on? No, you really don't because uh, I've experienced all of that and don't really want to anymore. No, it's I'm good. Uh, the love. The, yeah, the, the, important, uh, the important thing is that I'll bite straight and not like shear off my teeth because I was biting edge to edge. So Details. Long-term health, greater than, greater than, greater than, momentary discomfort. Besides, it allows me to be ornery at work, which is a benefit to itself. Yeah. Yep. What's it up with Tom? Uh, able, able, to, able to goad you uh, in the IRC mm. to do your funny voices and then watch you hemorrhage. No, that's not going to happen. It has happened. As much fun as... It happen again. What? Oh, wait. Yeah, I already did the Bobby Kotick, didn't uh-huh. I? <laughs> that one doesn't hurt nearly as much as Jeffro, because no, I don't Jeff- have to... Uh, Jeffro's got to wrap his lips around his teeth in order to talk, yeah. and there's a I significant see. amount of sharp objects See, I should have, we should change roles. You should teach me the way of Jeffro, and I'll teach you the way of Remy, because Remy is all about just immobilizing your tongue. So you're talking about moving your lift on your tongue anymore. Oh, yeah, that's that's actually good. We, uh, and that would be we may have to do a... For your braces. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, a Remy the Cajun... Oh, Remy the Cajun and Jethro in Freaky Friday. There, there it is. There you go. Yeah. Got to be to, better uh, than that... Uh, was it Lindsay Lohan and... Uh, speak not the name of the evil. Jamie one. Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis, right? She's less evil. 
Well, yeah, but that was the last Freaky Friday they did, wasn't it? Yes, I know. Uh, the uh, remake of the the other one that was just such fine source material to begin with. <laughs> yeah, well. A certain number of G-rated films need to be put out every year, so I'll, I'll cut it some slack. Yeah. Though speaking of G-rated yeah, films, at- I, was, I was seduced by the big display at the grocery store of the how to Train Your Dragon 2-pack, which was a, a much, much fun movie that uh, Nemesis and I went and saw when it was in the theaters. Issuing mm. the stupid 3D presentation, because he won't keep the glasses on his face anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we did not go and see it in 3D. Um, you know, when you're involved romantically with an animation student, you get yeah. to go see all the animation films. Shocked I was. Yeah. But if you're lucky, if she's really, really into her art, um, then she'll be simultaneously turned on. And you wouldn't want those chunky glasses on your face anyway, because she may be a Right. That's right. Hope so, good thing mind. that we don't watch those things in 3D. Ew. I love you. You're pretty. You're, you're well-rendered. <laughs> yes, you are well-rendered. <laughs> oh, she's such a complimenter. <sighs> I had... Uh, it freaked out my students. Um... I've got got thrust on me at the last second this very basic entry level to you know, a 100 level entry to computer networking that the original instructor just decided you know not to show up for on the first day. Ah, so that's my, fun. My class class load of the university got a little higher than usual, um, but yeah. a lot of the students are just in it because it's a prereq for everything and it's an easy A and it's it's nothing they haven't already done as gamers who have been setting oh. up their own networks. Plug so your, of... yeah. Plug what? your Cat Six network cable into the back of your machine. Plug the other end of your Cat Six cable into the gateway the router. This is a theory class. We just talk about the seven layers of the OSA model, OSI model for networking. Oi, that's uh, uplifting stuff. But there's four or five of them that routinely sit in the back of the room, and I've, I've ushered them to the back of the room because so I know there's no stopping. They sit there and they basically play WoW all day. Um, and just stay there for the attendance credit. And wandering up and down the aisles and was making comments the other day about, what the hell are you playing? And it's it's an inside shot of a building, but it was still enough visual cues for me to know that it's in Zanger Marsh. And I said, what the hell are you okay. doing playing in Zanger at, at this late stage in the game? And they just the slack-jawed, wide-eyed look at me. How the hell do you know what Zanger Marsh is? You're Old, <laughs> and I just looked and said, "I was just writing rating ICC with my DK the other day, so um, not that old." LMFAO noob twenty seven exclamation yeah, points in back of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't really make it, you know, public knowledge that I'm a gamer and I do, you know, podcasts about geek culture and, and gaming, and it's just yeah, you know, not the relationship I necessarily want to start with my new students, but. Letting such little bits like that is entertaining as hell, actually. Oh, yes, naturally. I got to do the fun, why am I going to Las Vegas for a week conversations all week this week. Uh, hey, the what, simple answer is, why not? Well, yes, the simple answer is, why not? But the more, who's a, who are you going with? Like, uh, Carbon-based life. That's who yeah. I'm going with. My left you know, hand so and then my I'm right like, hand, okay? Do I need to spell it out for you? Go away. In my free time, I do this thing, blah, blah, blah. We're fans and people who do shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet out there and 
I'm going to drink like a fish. How difficult it is to explain what we're doing right now to people who who are outside of this culture and don't get it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I've I've had to do it more than a couple of times. And it's just like, okay, you know that thing that you listen to on the way to work? It's all owned by gigantic uh, financial companies, right? Clear and they bought up all... Communications! Yeah, exactly. So they bought it all up, and they decided to formulatize everything so you can listen to the classic rock station or the Top 40 station or the R&B station, and you'll hear basically the same crap, just a little bit different in voice inflection. Uh, of the person that's talking on the air. Well, you see, I don't have that problem. I can be creative, which is what this whole radio thing was supposed to be about in the first place, or at least it was still about that in 93 when I broke in. Yep. It was before the land of automated playlist machines. Yep. And we even had one, actually, at the radio station that I worked worked in. Yeah, they didn't start out as evil. No, no, it was good. We used to, I used to, I worked Saturday nights uh, from 6 p.m. to midnight, and I used to turn the station over to the Interstate Radio Network, which was yeah. country music for truckers. Boy, howdy. Whew. We got both kinds, country and good, western. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I learned, uh, learned lots about presentation and cart machines and dat tape and... Okay, All that kind IRC, of good stuff. Y'all can stop uh, expounding on how old I am, and you can cease agreeing with each other. But just move on to a new topic, kids, shall we? Let's shall. Mm. <sighs> no so, wise was you. old when dirt was young. <laughs> I'm going to be within striking distance of you Thursday night. Choose your uh, next yo. words carefully, white boy. Uh, on, honestly, by uh, honestly by Thursday night, I uh, am not going to feel it anyway. By the time you get into town, so by all means, that's probably for the best. Probably. All right. <sighs> anyway, oh, Ebion uh, uh, in the IRC yes. wants what? Go. No, what does Ebion want? Oh, Ebion in the IRC wants a yeehaw. <clears throat> yeehaw. Yeah, if I cast Arcane Missiles, I can get 21,000 DPS over five seconds. Yeehaw! To which I respond, Booyah, Grandma, Booyah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, now music. Go. Uh, yes, I got a little Code Monkey from Jonathan Colton queued up. I got some good old X-Orb. And I have some OC Remix action. This one is... Yet another remix of the Chakarina theme from Final Fantasy. And I got some metal that we found on Gemendo from a company called Of The Eye. This one is called Mercenary. Coming at you now-ish. You're listening to Alpha Geek Radio, live on Versus The World Radio. VTWProductions.com Yeah!
Code Monkey have long walk back to Cubicle. He sit down, pretend to work. Code Monkey not thinking so straight. Code Monkey not feeling so straight. Code Monkey like Fritos. Code Monkey like Tab and Mountain Dew. Code Monkey very simple man. Big warm fuzzy secret heart. Code Monkey like you. Monkey thinks someday he have everything, even pretty girl like you. Code Monkey just waiting for now. Code Monkey says someday, somehow. Code Monkey like Fritos. Code Monkey like Tab and Mountain Dew. Code Monkey very simple man. Big warm fuzzy secret heart. Code Monkey like you. Like you.
when the zombie apocalypse comes, who are you going to turn to for all your gaming informational needs? Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Yeah, baby, yeah! Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Alpha Geek Radio continues live on Versus the World Radio. I am Gnomewise, joined here through the miracle of the Skype tubes by the one, the only, the Octail. It's me! And to fill some time here on the air, we're going to do a little segment that I like to call Stumble Upon Roulette. So I hit the stumble button in my web browser, which serves up random sites from the interwebs. And of course, you've got to know it's all good, well-vetted, high-quality content. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like the ad that says, get paid to travel the world with a dude and his beads. Yeah. So let's Nothing better than a man and his beads. I'm not touching that one, but we're going to press the button and see what we get. And the first sight is... I wouldn't touch... I wouldn't touch those beads either. <sighs> Not touching that. But yeah. we have a site here that says 20 awesomely untranslatable words from around the world. Let's see here. Any of these jump out at you? Tartle. Scottish. The act of hesitating while introducing someone because you've forgotten their name. I'm going to totally tartle her. <laughs> uh, I don't think we can say that on the air, can we? What? Kyoi Kumama? <laughs> A mother who relentlessly punishes her children towards academic achievement. Wow! You know, that ha- so that's the translation for overbearing soccer mom. It's actually a derivative Apparently. from the original Japanese. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Well, I, actually, I actually like... Yeah, I like Jayus. A joke to, uh, so poorly told and unfunny that one cannot help but laugh. Now, yep, so... I thought an American that was Jay Moore. Oh, sick burn. Oh. I see what you did there. $150 to go to a flea market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Money well spent. How about Cafune, Brazilian Portuguese for the act of tenderly running one's fingers through someone's hair. Uh, that was called hitting on them, but okay. No, no, that's buying them lots of stiff drinks. Oh, Doc Dead. Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, that's Amber Alert. <sighs> Tingo from Easter Island. The act of taking objects one desires from the house of a friend by gradually borrowing all of them. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. And then Ya Ya Aburne from Arabic, both morbid and beautiful at once. This en- incantatory word means "you bury me," a declaration of one's hope that they'll die before another person because of how difficult it would be to live without them. Wow, not grim at all? No, no, it's not. Oof. All right, let's hit the. button. I don't know. All of these, all of these are kind of fun. Well, I mean, there's good. There's, I mean, this one it doesn't have a good translation, but we've run into it before. Of Scheinenfreude, quite famous yeah. for its meaning that somehow other languages neglected to recognize. This refers to the feeling of pleasure derived by seeing another's misfortune. 
America's funniest moments of shining for it just didn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, oh no, I just lost his name. Bob Saget would have still hosted it. Yep. Hey, don't forget, Bob Saget sucked to get dick for coke. He. <laughs> <laughs> you ever uh, see uh, half uh, half uh, I think it was. Yes, yes, yes. Bob Saget. Oh, wow, I haven't seen there. that movie in a long time. No, no, no. It's it's <laughs> it doesn't exactly bear repeated watching all that well. You think? You know what? You know what I saw the other day? Uh, not the other day. Right before I lost my cable, okay. Biodome was on TV. Oh God! With the weasel, and I and I realized that Polly Shore can ever only be funny once. Yeah, and he was a long time ago. Like no, but I mean, like if you watch Son-in-Law once, it's right, funny. It's funny. As soon as you watch Son-in-Law the one point oh 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 time, it's not funny anymore. And he's not funny no matter what you see him in. Right. Right. It's not 1992 anymore. Steven Tyler PJs. Steven Tyler PJs. I I don't even want to know. That's from Son-in-Law. I've seen that once when he was funny in it. Mm -hmm. Really? You're not missing anything. No, I wouldn't think that I was. Though his cameo voicing in uh, Futurama was entertaining. Where he kind of Mm. basically made fun of himself. Ah, so, yes. Ah, so he assoed convincingly. He did so convincingly. Oh, I should have looked this over before uh, we started this segment because this is oh, dying. Oh, that would have required you know like preparation. Um, the reason why? Yeah. Why did these? Why? why are these words also chewy? Mm, it is work here. Saudade, saudade, Portuguese. One of the. Most beautiful of all words, translatable or not. This word refers to the feeling of longing for something or someone that you love and which is lost. Okay. I would call that longing. As Wouldn't you? Cheesy. <clears throat> I call that cheesy is what I call that. It's what uh, Julia Roberts movies are made out of. Without the horse face? Hmm. I mean, Julia Roberts... Yep. Totally looks like a horse. She does. She does. I would say hit the button again. Go. In the I meantime, yes. I will read some dramatic literature from ESPN.com. In the meantime. <laughs> what? You've killed your co-host. Did I? Sorry about that. This is dramatic literature and would have nothing to do with the fact that Emperors and Highlander are from Ohio. No, no, no. Ohio State. Madison Byline, Madison, Wisconsin. Ohio State is one and done as number one. John Clay ran for 104 yards and two touchdowns, and James White darted in for the clinching score in the fourth quarter as number 18 Wisconsin took down top rank Ohio State 31-18 Saturday night. For the second week in a row, there will be a new number one in college football with the Buckeyes six and one, two and one in the Big Ten, falling the way of Alabama, was beaten last week. 
on the road and in conference. Wisconsin hadn't defeated a number one since 1981 when the Badgers knocked off Michigan 21-14. This one felt like an upset right from the start. David Gilreath returned the opening kickoff 97 yards for a touchdown, and the Badgers, 6-1, 2-1 in the Big Ten, proceeded to run over the Buckeyes for the first half, taking a 21-3 lead into the break behind Clay and his blockers. Okay, what have you got? I've got a machine that's frozen up, so keep reading. Oh, my. Uh, let's see. <laughs> you retired, you retired uh, serious voice. Nope, that's okay. Terrell Pryor, who threw for 156 yards and ran for another 56, guided Ohio State on two long scoring drives in the second half, and Dan Heron capped them both off with touchdowns to cut the Wisconsin lead to 21-18 to with 11.38 left in the fourth. But the Badgers responded with another long touchdown drive and then added a field goal, and now number one is up for grabs again just in time for the BCS standings to make their season debut on Sunday. Next up at number one in the AP Top 25, perhaps number two Oregon, which was idle this week and has never been top-ranked before. The Ducks have enjoyed watching the show at a uh, sorry. The Ducks must have enjoyed watching the show at a rowdy Camp Randall. Number three, Boise State, and number four, Texas Christian University, must also have been smiling as the scores rolled in from around the country. Not only did Ohio State lose, so did previously unbeaten number five Nebraska, and the Power Conference outsiders from Boise State and TCU now have two fewer blue bloods to block the path to the national championship game. Wisconsin broke a three-game losing streak to the Buckeyes in easily the biggest victory since Bielema took over the program for Barry Alvarez five years ago. Bielema had been 0-4 against top 10 teams. Now the Rose Bowl is in reach again for the Badgers. <sighs> Hopefully, here's I don't want to read here's it. A one, here's a one-liner that uh, okay. Stumblepon has bought me. Coffee is for quitters. Rum is for breakfast. <laughs> I don't like rum for breakfast, honestly. Uh, if I'm going to no. do anything for breakfast, it's either going to be screwdrivers, like I'm drinking now, or uh, champagne with pancakes. Compagne? Yeah. Yadder. Hey, perhaps you know. mixed into a mimosa? No. No? No, nope, just had, regular um, garden variety champagne with the pancakes. I have um, I had a bad mimosa experience because it was stealth mimosa. My brother, who was one who actually who got me into home brewing originally, had brewed and routinely brews hard cider because he lives in the part of the Ooh. country where you can actually go to the orchard and they will press um, you know, um, fresh um, apples for him right there, and he'll he'll get many many carboys full of freshly pressed. Um, apple cider, and then bring it home and brew it into hard cider. And yes, it uh, comes out very strong, but very mild tasting. And I was visiting him for Christmas, and Christmas morning, I wound up being probably as drunk as I've ever been, just by drinking these mimosas that he would make with his home brewed uh, apple cider and you know, kind of a little bit of OJ. And that they were these evil stealth beverages because they were very drinkable, very refreshing, and of course they just kept coming. 
And while he's nah, yes. laughing to himself in the next room because, you know, he's my brother. He loves me. He looks out for me. Yeah, what? Right. Um, not so yeah, much. Be careful. There's not, you know, there's no kind of uh, quality controls on the old homebrew stuff. So, damn. Yeah. Oh, here's a fun <laughs> one. Uh, this one kind of fits the uh, Vegas baby theme. This is the five things you didn't know about Fallout New Vegas. Ooh. So, item one. Actually, let me link this through to the world of TIRC because they are the ones with the soul. There's the one. Strangely enough, that comes from USA Today. Who the funk it? That's weird. <laughs> game <laughs> hunters in search of video games and interactive awesomeness. Not very much. Uh, lovely fake um, fake antivirus warnings popping up on the screen. Oh, these sites are just so cute. Yeah, aren't they neat? Uh, not so much. Let me just kill that processor before it spawns. It's, 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 it's just so adorable how they try to trick you into clicking on things. Are you yeah. sure you want to navigate away from this page? Risk of system crash. Press cancel to repair. Press OK to continue mm-hmm. or cancel to stay on the current page. I instead Ugh. elect to go to uh, Task Manager and kill the browser yeah. from here's, Orbit. Here's a thought. Senile.com out of memory. Hit any user to continue. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the number of times I clean up uh, machines on a weekly basis. Um, oh, lovely. It changed my homepage to their crap. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there are seven snow globes scattered throughout the world. Uh, let's see. The How- uh, Mr. House, apparently the Howard Hughes-like leader of the New Vegas Strip, is a collector and will pay handsomely for any that you can find. Ooh. Make note of that. Mm-hmm. Number two. The New Vegas Medical Clinic, if you have the money, you can get yourself augmented with a handful of implants. These provide welcome bonuses to your various stats, and in one case will even give you regenerating health. Of course, they don't come cheap. So I wonder if you uh, if you play a female character and you get the five thousand cap implants, do you end up uh, do you end up uh, on the seventeenth floor of one of the high rises in a, in a condo or something? This is me not touching you know, that one. You have to you have to come back and rub the bunion every couple of weeks. Rub the bunion. Mm. It's a euphemism. I'll be in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, number three. Uh, there are five vaults to explore. That's it? Wow. Plus, there's the Vault 21 Hotel you'll find in the New Vegas Strip. Hmm. That's less, if I recall correctly, than Fallout 3. Because there was now, 87... I've played the Fallout series, so what is the concept of a vault? Oh, so, uh, the vaults were constructed before the nuclear apocalypse that created the Fallout universe or Fallout okay. world. Basically, and so what they did is you could buy or in some cases were selected to be in certain vaults. And then the company that owned all the vaults by the name of Vault-Tec did all sorts of different things with them. Some of them were just uh, left alone to be storehouses for humanity through the, uh, through the bad times and the radiation. Others were used for human experimentation. Um, others were oh, used lovely. for... 
viral weapons development, uh, the whole gamut of, uh, of different stuff. But as I recall in Fallout 3, there was Vault 87, Vault 92, Vault 101, of course, Vault 112, <laughs> Vault 108, and I want to say there was another one in the 90s. So, five or I guess that's about the same. Never mind, I stand corrected. Self-correcting. I, it seems so. I always thought there were more vaults. It seems like you spend a lot of time in them, but... Maybe not so much. Uh, let's see. No Man is an Island. William Mapother plays Colonel Sue of the New California Republic. You'll find him in Camp McCarran if you're friendly to the NCR. Hmm. So that m- would lead me to believe that the Chinese army made landfall at some point and got a foothold on the North American continent. So that should be interesting. So and finally, one side quest has you recruiting acts to perform at the Tops Casino. You'll find stand-up comics, musicians, etc. Once they're recruited, as long as you're at the Aces Lounge, you can sit down and watch them perform. That might be kind of interesting. That'll be a, sort of a new slant on the radio that you get with your uh, Pip-Boy. I mean, what immediately comes to mind for me is uh, Duke Nukem Forever, or just Duke Nukem in general. Well, that was the strippers, yes. Strip club. Yep. So I'm, I'm actually kind of cautiously optimistic about the way that, uh, the way that the the dev team is going to treat Las Vegas because I quite like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, really, would hate for it to be trodden on. Yeah, I spend a fair bit of time there. He he he. Giggle, giggle, guffaw, wheeze. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We got to see, uh, I'm sure I've told this story many, many a time, but we got to see George Carlin there. Uh, uh, right, I see George right Carlin before. once in my life, and I'm glad that I did. Yeah, me too. Me too. The world is uh, missing out on a very fun and unique style of comedy with, uh, with George Carlin. Yes. So... Kind of the pinnacle it's of a shame that what the hell are you people doing comedy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yes, uh, as we joked on the show not that long ago, we saw a comic who's not alive anymore in a venue that does not exist anymore because we saw him at the lounge at the Stardust. Oh wow! Oh, they leveled the Stardust. Uh, not that it didn't need it. It is gone. It desperately needed, uh, and I and I want to think the Ivana Trump building was going to go up where on the site, which strangely enough was right in between the Donald Trump building and mm-hmm. uh, the win. Okay, I can like you that. could draw a straight line, and in between the Donald Trump building and the win was going to be the Ivana Trump building. Kind of curious to see if they broke if they've broken ground on that yet or not. Uh, it's a random piece of news that just flashed through my screen here. Looks like they finally worked out all the stupid, you know, Chapter 11 and various bankruptcy dealings to allow the production on the two-movie series uh, covering The Hobbit to actually start moving forward again. Yay! 
One of the most agonizingly delayed geek movie projects is back on the fast track, if reports are to be believed. New Line Cinema worked out a deal to put the movie out despite financial turmoil at co-owner MGM. And yes, Peter Jackson will be directing. Production is to start in February. Warner Brothers has actually put out an announcement that Jackson will start directing The Hobbit in February, so it's official now, and they link to all the official stories. So it looks like their movie adaptation, which is going to be interesting... Because they're creating a lot of this second movie out of whole cloth, where the first movie will be basically be The Hobbit as rendered in the original, you know, children's novel, and the other movie will be kind of a bridge movie between The Hobbit and the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring, pieced together from the copious writings left together left behind by Professor Tolkien. So we interesting to see if they oh can sort of hold it together and hold a good, a good through line. I mean, they they did a great job turning a tome of rambling, in many places, exposition into three really freaking entertainment entertaining movies. So if any any team can pull it off, I think it's these guys. But it'll be interesting to sure. see this is yeah. the first effort to just make something up where there really was nothing before. It could be a lot worse. They could have turned it over to U-Bowl. Speak not the name of the evil one. Yeah, indeed. But I'm just saying, originally, it could be worse. They were going to give it over to, um, God, what's his name? Uh, Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro was on board to do it before the financial turmoil scuttled the project for so long. Yeah, but here's that. the thing. He can't make that movie because there's no characters in The Hobbit that has eyes in their hands. Yeah, well. So he can't do that movie. This was going to be his chance to stretch his legs behind beyond the whole eyes in hands genre. I mean, who wants to? Yeah, who wants to see? Right? Uh, oh, what's his name? The actor who played Bilbo. Um, <sighs> yeah, you know, who wants to see Ian Holm with eyes in his hands? Not I. And I'm assuming or Ian McKellen, someone, someone who's not ancient uh, to play young Bilbo. Because as much as I like Ian Holm, uh, no, he's, he's old now. And they <laughs> cast him to play old Bilbo for a reason. Right. Well, if they can uh, if they can cast Ewan McGregor as young Alec Guinness, I think they can probably pretty much cast anybody and we'll buy it. Yeah, I mean, well, I give Ewan McGregor props. I mean, in, in the later movies, as much as the movies as a whole sucked... Um, he he did. Yeah, he played. To, uh, right. Don't don't misunderstand me. I I enjoyed the Obi Wan Kenobi character in the in the prequels actually much more than I did in the in the first half of the New Hope. But yeah. there's no way you get from Ewan McGregor to Alec Guinness, Alec Guinness ever. <laughs> there's no way that happens. No amount of, of time and, and desert living uh, creates no. that bridge, huh? No, no, Mm-mm. nope. <laughs> this might have something to do with the accent, but you know, whatever. Da ba pshaw tish. No, 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 no. no. Stop yeah. making sense. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm a Brit. <laughs> There's actually a movie I'm kind of looking forward to. Megamind. Have you seen anything? Uh... Um, that was the yeah, Will, Will Ferrell uh, super villain superhero CGI yeah, yeah. one for the holidays. 
Yeah. So I'm curious about that one because Despicable Me was really, really good. I enjoyed Despicable Me a lot. It took took Nemesis to see that one. I don't like Steve Carell. And <gasps> I really don't. I've I've not <sighs> seen him in enough stuff, I don't think. Um, get get s- smart is all you need to see. And see, I didn't go see Get I'm Smart gonna... because I, yeah. was, I, was, I was misinformed. I thought it was going to be a, a direct adaptation of the original. And Ew. from what I've heard from talking people is, no, 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 no. Carell plays it really as a straight guy. And to yes. whom bizarre things happen instead of this idiot. And to, to me, yeah. that's a much more appealing storyline than the secret agent who's a moron, which is what I thought it no, was. No, no. That's what the source material was. Right, right. No, he does not play the bumbling fool agent at all. Chief, are you thinking... I'm, I'm going to do something... I'm going to do something on the air right now that I generally don't do on the air, but I'm quoting, so it's okay. Chief, okay. are you think? were you thinking what I was thinking? I don't know, Max. Were you thinking, holy shit, holy shit, a swordfish is about to go through my head? <laughs> then, then I, yes. <coughs> and Alan Arkin it, plays just a perfect chief. Really? I mean, not like Steve Carell's character needed a straight man, but he's the straight man. I mean, it's uh, uh it's good stuff. It really is. Here's one that, that, that references stuff very close to my heart because I'm a big Fifth Element fan and says, Luc Besson's next film is, quote, The Fifth Element to the Power of Ten. It's about wow. time Luc Besson got back into the sci-fi business. The director is wagering that his next sci-fi project will be even bigger than his cult classic, The Fifth Element, and we think Let's we see. know what it is. Fifth Element to the Power of Ten. Yeah. Gonna have to, what happened to Fifth Element? Up- I... Well, I'm going to have to dig out the calculator for this one. <laughs> oh, I see. Let's uh, see. Five times five. You're a strange, demented little man. You know that? See, that's times 25. That gets me to... Oh, wait. That's not what that did at all. Okay. Let's try that this way. That scientific, yeah, scientific calculator. And backspace a bunch of times so it clears. And 5xy10 equals... It's the 900... Let's see. 9,765,625,625 element. I didn't know we had that many. But now we do. That's the next... That's the uh, That's the next movie. So quoting from Luc Besson. When I did Fifth Element, I already had the technological tools that were a little outdated. With the advent of digital technology, it's amazing what you can do. The technique has caught the imagination. One can imagine anything. There will always be technicians to follow in follow you in your delusion. Okay, I like that. Now I will say uh, I will say this: Had there been digital technology, I don't think we would have gotten Chris Tucker's character. Yeah, and like really, as, I a, enjoyed, as a real human, I enjoyed the the practical effects in. Uh, I think it was part of the charm of Fifth Element. Yes, big, exactly. The big, clunky, Mondachiwa body armor environment suits. <laughs> um, yes. It was, but it, it, it added a flavor, and it's believable in its own space of, well, what do you what do you know about what an alien race thinks is comfortable or utilitarian? You don't. Right. So that could be absolutely the best design for whatever the hell is inside that thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and really, they you know, it, it, it screamed you know French at you in you know really really letters far too large to read, except for from ten miles away on top of a ridge, but <laughs> in kind of a you know a Barbarella kind of a way, but it, but in a happy Barbarella kind of way. I mean, the French French sci-fi is its own creature, as as illustrated by the fifth freaking element. Uh, you know, point to something else that's like that. I mean, Terry Gilliam gets close occasionally, but yeah. it's, it's, he's, he's too American to be French, and his stuff actually you know has like a through line and makes sense, kind of, <laughs> sort of. Usually, if you're dropping acid, bad example. I think I probably shouldn't have reached for the Gilliam for that one. Should I have? Um, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna stop talking entirely now. Really. Don't do that, because that means it's the end of the show. Oh, okay. Then I'll keep talking, even though I have nothing. Yeah! Then I'd be like... No, I'm with you. Uh, another Luke Besson movie would be fantastic. I'm very He's much looking busy. forward to that. He's been in the sci-fi genre, so I'm curious to see what this turns out to be. They, they were kind of tight-lipped on what the actual uh, mysterious space prison film he's been kicking around for the last few years. What? A be, space uh, prison film? About a space prison in orbit around Earth, which houses 500 of the world's most dangerous criminals. Naturally, okay, well, hey, that's great. Let's uh, let's cast that right now. Uh, we need Mila Jovovich, Ali Larder, uh, Eliza Dushku, of course, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, oh, of course, it's a women's she, prison in your mind. Yeah, women in sp- women in space uh-huh. prison movie. Uh, Summer Glau, then. It'll actually yeah, wear. Summer Glau. Um, mm-hmm. Add Lena Headley, yes. Uh, no, um, we, need, like, we, we, need, we need the the matron, you know, the, the evil prison guard. So uh, Sigourney Weaver uh, could probably pull that off and still be sexy. Wow! Yeah! Yeah, Sigourney and or Summer. Ja- or uh-huh, Jamie, Lee, uh-huh, or Jamie, uh-huh. Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis. Ooh, why not she's both? Almost, she's not, yeah. They could have one of those special relationships and be a married uh-huh. couple that run the prison together. Yeah. <laughs> My. Uh-huh. See, I see where you're going with this right now. Michelle, let's see. Michelle Rodriguez. for some private time. Yeah. I'm going to need a few hours to myself, I think, before I get on. <laughs> before I either go to bed or get on the jet plane tomorrow morning. One or both. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real shame that Brittany Murphy's dead because I'd put her in that film too. <laughs> uh, who was the one uh, in the James Cameron TV series? What was it called? Uh, lasted like a day. Um, set in Seattle. Uh, 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 the what? It was it was James Cameron television series. Semi dark future ish. Uh, dark Angel. Okay. I can't remember the actress. Sorry, I never saw it. The actress who played Sue Storm in the Fantastic Four movies, the most. That's Jessica movie. Alba. Jessica Alba. Did you already cover? Yeah. That? Okay, just checking. I'll take two of those. Um, <laughs> With fries, please. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, uh huh. Oh, the chick that played Strawberry Fields in. Uh, in the uh, Quantum of Solace movie. Oh, God. Um, I'm never going to be able to name her. I can picture her. Uh, yeah. Randy. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. miles away. What? <laughs> <Somebody's talking. laughs> 
Uh, I, you know, when she, when they said her name, when she said her name was Fields, I had to look mm-hmm. at that point at the credits. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, cast I mean, you as this, this is the same Robin. franchise that has given us Pussy Galore. Okay. So. Oh no! I'm Honey Rider, Pussy Galore, Xenia on a top. Yeah, no, I know <laughs> Strawberry <laughs> yes, Fields on a top. Ah uh, yes. Oh, you crazy broccolis, you. Uh, what did you say to that broccoli? <laughs> um, it's one of the few places where that could be appropriate. Yeah, exactly. Okay, where was I? I, don't know. I was completely. Uh, we were by, casting uh, a, a Luke about women. Besson, a Luke Besson uh, women in prison film. Hmm. Women in space prison. So women in like, space uh, prison. Sorry, it's science fiction. So it's not Con Air; it's Con Dropship, right? Uh, yes, con dropship. Con drop panties. A uh, dropship. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly, exactly. Oh! Apparently. Apparently. Uh, oh. Zoe, uh... Oh, well, we'll, we'll, take, we'll take all the Zoes. How's that? Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> we'll just take all the Zoes. Oh my god, Zoe Bell. Ooh. Uh, the, the stunt chick from, uh, Grindhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, uh, Kill Bill. Also, Zoe Deschanel's younger sister. uh, Yes, from Bones. The young, the younger Deschanel. Yes. Uh, Oh yeah. Uh, Let's go in the air. Um, This is this is not this is not turning out too bad. This is not turning out too bad. And then we can have all the sort of campy. We can have the campy comedy characters then too. We could get Chelsea Handler and Sarah Silverman Mm -hmm. and. And they'll oh, be could, like the... Could, no, this is our perfect opportunity to cast the Olsen twins and then put them out in airlock. Oh, my good... Yes. I was reaching so for you, a drop in there just, just for... <laughs> so. uh, what, what are you I looking gonna, for here? I was going to ding the hell out of that. <laughs> I, I have been dreaming Here's, of throwing the Olsen twins out in airlock since Full House. That felt good. I can at least give you a reaction shot here. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for uh, doing the correct order here. Hang on. That felt good. <laughs> there they go. Bye yeah, bye. They're re-entering now. Never a dull moment here on Versus the World Radio. What the hell nope, were we never. thinking when we formed this organization, huh? I mean, come on. Uh, no comment. You know, we're no comment. creeping up on our one-year anniversary here before too much awfully longer. You know, 2010 uh, is going away here. Less than five months. Less yeah. than five months. We are we are in the downward slope of the one year. Be afraid, oh people. Be very afraid. Mm-hmm. Hey, pretty soon we won't be a statistic, right? 50% of all businesses fail in the first year. Oh. I'll be I'll be oh. breaking that curve again because my my company didn't that I formed didn't fold after first year so right I'm in year right. so. what the hell am I in now year nine so yay me nice. go me nice yes you need to open an international division headquartered in uh, Norwegian no, the reason I'm still in business nine years later is I didn't make stupid ass decisions like that that wasted money <sighs> okay. No, I'm not going to hire you and send you to Norway. Seek elsewhere for your sugar daddy. Trash, drunk, and stupid is no way to... Those were the shot, though.
What are you trying well, to say? Drink. Um, get in my belly. Yeah, it's all your gone. brain. I'm out. I might be dangerous. That's very good. I think the uh, long series of drop-ins here uh, is telling us that it's time to close this down. Because okay, unless you've got uh, yeah. some reserve of actual content here that I don't have, because I sure as hell don't. Nope, nope. I'm uh, I'm fresh out myself. Let us wrap this one up then. Thank you for joining us oh. for this impromptu Vegas baby edition of Alpha Geek Radio. You think Live. you'll get there by midnight? You said Vegas, baby. I know. I just didn't think we had to complete the quote series every single time. Always. I, say the words. Always. I reject your reality and substitute Always. my own. Well, you run the broadcasting software, so I can't yeah, stop right. you. I can only hope to contain you. This is not an accident. Do you realize the retribution that I will hand down to Hordak and Doc Dead uh, a week from Sunday? I'm so looking forward to it. That makes, <laughs> see, because I'm a listener to your show, and when I Indeed. set you up for going complete batshit crazy with your drop-ins, I just reap the rewards of the seeds <laughs> that I am now sowing. I don't know yeah, how I know. to put this. Well, it's... Uh... I'm kind of a big deal. Oh, really? Har har har. I may come. I may come a little earlier. You know. Just get oh, really? You're not expecting me. And Excellent. That's a good idea flies. by you. Yeah. That's a good idea by you. I think you should come earlier, like uh, you know, day after tomorrow. Yeah. If only that was the original plan. Unfortunately, the wife got sent that to or freaking Lando. Right. Hmm. And not necessarily because I'm separated from my wife, but more sort of because I'm separated from <laughs> I'm not touching that one! Which uh-uh. officially makes me... Yes. Yeah. Um, Chef, what? Chef, what's a prostitute? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, you're going to get me in trouble with the principal again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. James Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a track for that, actually. Hang on. Stand by. Uh, yeah, talk, talk to the nice people for a moment. Okay. This is me talking to you while Gnomewise is finding the sound clip relevant to Chef singing about a prostitute, I imagine. Actually, this is more a James Taylor's. This, this track is called If James Taylor... Somebody, please, won't you get me a fire extinguisher and put me out? I can't stand the heat, though I've seen fire and rain. I can do with a little less fire. See, there's a track for every... Every happenstance. Uh, so yeah, that's like careful. every James Taylor song that's ever been sang. Ever. 
Now, Paul and Strong yeah. got a whole section of... Let me go down and listen. If the... Oh, there's a, there's a riff on that, actually. If James Taylor were oh. on fire and at the bottom of a well. Um, wow. <laughs> just keeps going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If Leon Redbone suffered a major head injury. I have to listen to that one now. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to hear that one, too. Ladies and gentlemen, if Leon Redbone suffered a major head injury, yeah, we're really reaching out. So let's just close this down. Wow. We go yeah, let's further uh, down this well. Yeah. <sighs> what the hell were we thinking? So I have been Gnomewise. That has been Octail. You have been the world. It has oh, sorry. Wrong show. Nice. Good. Did go with that. I can replace one of those. Never mind. Anyway. I not touch <clears> that. That's Gnomewise <sighs> closing the show. Is that what we're calling it? Okay. Thank you for joining us for this Ramble Fawn 2010, also known as an episode of Alpha Geek Radio on Versus the World Productions, VTWProductions.com. Check out all the fine shows, such as my show, Casually Hardcore, on Sundays. And. Oh, that was my a segue, show. Ass hat. Ah, Octail and Ordag Versus the World. That goes right before Casually Hardcore and comes after 2040 with Natural 20 and Yorkshire Tea. That is the Sunday Power Block on Versus the World Radio. 20 for Tea, Octail and Hordak Versus the World, and Casually Hardcore. Also returning to the air this very week was The World Strikes Back, now that Gohex has apparently recovered access to the intertubes. If Yay! you have ever dreamt of doing the absurdity that we do, then your gateway drug may very well be a short segment playing on The World Strikes Back. Get with Gohex on the forums and learn how you can submit tracks for The World Strikes Back. Get your feet wet. Get into this whole podcasting and live internet shoutcasting thing. We recommend it. We're not just client. No, we're not just the owners of the uh, station. We're also clients. Yes. Yes, we're also addicted true. to shoutcasting, and we want to spread the, inf spread the infection to all of you. Thank you for listening. Yes. I the hell am out of here, Octail. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. <laughs>